0: So how's everybody doing? We so glad that you've tuned in to the What in the Word podcast, where each episode is designed to help you develop a deeper relationship with Christ as you navigate culture from a biblical worldview. My name is Sean, and as usual, I'm with my co-host, my brother from a different mother, Jay Baker. And we are, man, we got some fire today. We just, we, <laughs> Jay came to me with this episode idea and I was like man let's do it tomorrow let's like let's shoot it tomorrow we (laughs) couldn't do it tomorrow but we finally around or doing it and the concept I'm gonna let Jay introduce it but the topic is if there was no hell would you follow Christ if there was absolutely no hell would you still be a believer Jay talk to us about this talk to us about this topic bro
1: Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna just be honest. I believe that if there was no hell hmm. involved, I don't think ninety percent of the people that call themselves Christians <laughs> would still be following Jesus. And I'm that's just my personal opinion. I don't want people saying, "Is that in the Bible?" Hmm. No, it's not in the Bible. Hmm. <laughs> but let me say this. The reason why I say that is because over this time that I've been uh, walking with the Lord and I've been one of his students, majority of people that I talk to, all they talk about is going to heaven. They, they're The whole idea is escaping hell, and my question a lot of times to them is, what about right now, mm. right? It's always to talk about later on uh when the Lord come back, I man, I'm going to heaven, I'm not tripping and I'm like, okay, that that's that's good. I'm glad you're going, but what about right now what what about uh, you know, the harvest
0: right
1: um one that's one of the things I've really been looking into right now is how Jesus was like, man, the harvest is plentiful. And I and I think about how people focus so much on hell and I, I'm going to heaven that they're missing what's taking place right now. We have a harvest that's ready uh for us to go out and get and we we're so focused on some of the wrong things, I think we're kind of missing that point.
0: That's good, brother. That is good. And so, you know, for me when you teed it up, man, my thoughts were um just even thinking about the concept of integrity, the concept of character, are you able to be wrong when nobody? I mean, are you able to be right when nobody's watching when there's no consequences for your actions? And if we believe that God is just, and God is good and he's perfect in all his ways and whatever he prescribes for us to do, we should do. If we believe that as believers, uh, is eternal punishment the only thing that's distracting us or detracting us from doing what God will have us to do here on earth and so man that's good stuff Jay um I I I would like to I, I would like to phrase something this way though um yeah just so that we could we can get it out there, like you said, it's not in the Bible. I also want to put out there <laughs> that there is a hell, so, so so y'all know some people think they ain't say there ain't no hell. yeah, I knew yeah. that were heretics. no, listen closely saying <laughs> 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 there is a hell um, but not be, not having a hell also um changes doctrine very deeply, and so we 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 want to put on the record that there is an eternity. Uh, after this world, right? There is an eternity. So if you, if you, if you take away hell, you take away God's justice. You take away what sin really did. You take away all these other Christian concepts. And so we're not saying that this is just a, um, this is just a hypothesis to check our hearts, to check our hearts. And so my thing is looking at the reality of what sin has did to us. Like you said before, if it's not just going to heaven, we still deal with rape. We still deal with drugs. We still deal yes. with wars. We still deal with slavery. We still deal with all these social issues, even though there's not a concept of hell in this hypothesis that we're we're breaking down right now. Um, and so, man, I, I I would urge everyone who's listening to this, who uh, are trying to find a get out of hell free card, yes, to really think about what Jesus came to do and what your salvation means. And what we should be doing in relation to what Jesus already did, dying on the cross. And so I just want to tee that up before we go, went any further, because, you know, some folk, they're going to trip yeah. on us. They're going to trip out on us because this is this is this is a provocative thought for me. I, I, I've i never thought about it. I, I've never thought about it. So this is a provocative thought for me.
1: Well, and, and just to even add you so. Again. We want to stress there is eternal punishment. The scripture is full of it. We're not saying that it's not. But even just to add to, you know, what we are already talking about, you think of when you ask the person, what does it mean to be saved or whatever, you know, whatever language somebody wants wants to use? Are you a believer or whatever? Most people, right, they look for or they really discuss uh, evading that punishment, mm. right? A lot of people ignore the lordship type thing that's that's associated with that, right? You, right? He s- delivers you from the punishment, but he also is now Lord or teacher. He's in control. You belong to him, yeah. And that's that's part of what we miss. Um, I just would just you know I would just encourage people. Don't look. Uh, and before I even go to this, I have a question on here that I that, that I began to ponder on as well. But don't look for the easy route, because hmm. I think that's what we do a lot of times. It's what's the easiest way that I can be saved? Hmm. I, I don't have to go to hell. Yeah. And do I just get to chill? Because really, the question that I have is. Does escaping hell cause individuals to be stagnant uh, or are we satisfied once we come to Christ? Mm. And I think that's an important question as well, because I see a lot of stagnant uh, believers that say that they love the Lord and all of this, but there's no growth at all. Like, right. And that's I think part of the problem is this this idea of really focusing on heaven and hell too much. It's in the gospel. You have to talk about heaven. You have to talk about hell. Uh, He delivered us from that, but we must not forget that our overall objective is to look more and more like him every day. And then we ought to go make other people. I, I, I think that's something we can't get past.
0: Yeah, that's good, bro. Because the notion of that is, we we've been talking about this a lot lately. That ideas yeah. have consequences, right? And so, if we have the notion of "I'm straight" because God died, I mean, because Jesus died on the cross for me, uh, I'm straight. What that actually says is I'm currently okay now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm currently okay because there's no punishment, and it doesn't say anything to that we are sinful, that we need to grow. That we have issues in our lives and there's things in our hearts. And like I said before, the world is broken and full of broken people. If we say I'm good, just chilling right now, um, that says a lot about what we the value that we really place in what Jesus actually did, because we were deserving of hell. Like, that's the thing. Like we were deserving of judgment. We were deserving of punishment. And so what we begin to say, if we're not careful is, well, I'm not that bad. Like, I, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you remember when you were a kid and you used to do something and like, you, oh, I, 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 I don't know. I got grass stains on my jeans. You don't get home, your mom gonna say, didn't I tell you not to play, right? Yeah. But you broke something in the house that you weren't supposed to be touching. You did, like, that, Mount of guilt. You tried to hide. You tried to mm-hmm. like you. You tried to plead with your mom or your daddy that, that they, they didn't beat the brakes off of
1: you. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> you know there was an infraction that w- that that took place. Something transpired yeah. that wasn't good, and it, you needed to get you you needed to get low as you could and try and try get it right before justice came. And so to take away hell is also to take away God's justice. Not because yes. God is just making up these arbitrary rules that, uh, you know, because he's, he's God, he can do whatever he wants to do. That's not it. He's making up these rules because of our brokenness. And we need to be able to see our brokenness. We need to be able to see our failures. We need to be able to see that we fall short every single day. And so that's another important thing is to, it's just to see how broken and depraved we really are. And that magnifies God's love for us. And so Taking away hell um, also for me takes away the extreme of God's love in that God will go to this extreme for a person who deserves eternal punishment.
1: And and hey, I, I just want to piggyback. That's that's just good stuff. Like when you when you talk about the extremeness of his love. I'm going to tell you, because uh, I just recorded a sermon. I hadn't released it yet, but I've we been in on John. We're waiting on it. <laughs> well, it's a series I'm doing uh, on John chapter four with the woman at the well. Mm. And the first part of the series is I focus on some of that, that love, because uh, when you look at it, the. Uh, the Jews typically went out of their way to avoid going through Samaria. But in this instance, it says that Jesus had to go through mm. there. And, and when you get there, he he, he encounters this woman It says he sits down. He's, t- he's tired. He's weary from the journey. And he says, can you give me a drink? And she was like, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. We don't have any dealings with one another. So why are you asking me? But I began to reflect and I saw how... This woman was important enough hmm. for Jesus not to go around, not to take the long detour. She was important enough for him to go through Samaria to stop the barriers that are that are there between Samaritans and Jews. I'm not worried about that barrier. The barrier that's there between a woman, women and, and and like rabbis or teachers in society and open public, I, I'm not worried about that. I'm sitting here because I have something that I want to offer you. I'm offering mm. you living water. Wow. And and when you just think about how she was worth it, right? When you, you're you talking about how this extreme love of God, him saying, you know, because when I, man, I, I I've been spending so much time in that chapter, the disciples come back and they say, what is he doing talking to this woman? But it says that, Nobody said anything. Right. They're thinking this, like, what is he doing talking to this woman? But nobody questions it. And like he does this constantly. And it's just a shattering of our ideas and our beliefs of This is the norm. This is what should be happening. And we shouldn't go beyond that. And Jesus said, says about this woman, you are worth me breaking down every wall that human beings have put up to separate one another. And that's the gospel message. And you're right that the extreme love of God is, 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 is reduced to something that we could just say, Oh yeah, he loves a little bit, right? There's no hell. There's no, uh, right. There's no judgment to take place. For those who who refuse to say, man, no matter what, I'm just going to continue to do whatever I want to do. They man. make a mockery of their creator.
0: That's good, bro. And that's good. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's good. And I I, I just want to piggyback off of what you just said. Off of my piggyback, <laughs> we st- we stacking piggies now. But <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, and it's beautiful when you think in these terms. That, um. we are hurting ourselves when we live outside of what god has for us we we're, we're literally hurting ourselves when we live outside of what God has for us, we don't think in those ways. We don't think in those terms. Uh, Galatians yes. 6 talks about do not be deceived. Uh, God is not mocked for whatever you, whatever one sows, he also shall reap. And he talks about sowing into your flesh and also reaping in your flesh, right? And reaping corruption. And when you were talking about uh, the disciples looking at him and being like, why is he? with this woman, but they dared not say it because Jesus was always dropping bombs like that on them. Like they were like, okay, yeah. hold on time. And so they, 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 they knew their thoughts. They probably, they probably knew their thoughts were loaded. And if they said something about it, Jesus was going to school them in front of everybody. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we see this, this, this whole, um, strife between two groups of people. Based upon fleshly things that have happened in the past, you know, Samaritans actually being half Jews, which is crazy, Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, and all these things happened and it was perpetuated over all these years where the Jews were called the Samaritan dogs, right? Like you said, wouldn't even go. Through a Samaritan town, if they got the dust on their feet from a Samaritan town, it was like they they, they were unclean. It's like, man, this yes. was this was an extreme hatred, and we're looking at something like that and go, man, that's bad. I would never hate somebody like that. But the Bible says we can have a thought in our mind, and it's and it's equivalent to that. And so even our thoughts, even uh, the little things that we think are small sins, are reaping. Uh, we reap those things in our flesh without a risen Savior who is telling us, no, 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 you got to go through Samaria, right? Because you're yeah. growing more like me when you go through Samaria. No, 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 don't call anything unclean that I've ca- called clean, you know, and yeah. all these principles and things. Oh, when someone despisefully uses you, pray for them and wish well upon them. Like, we look at those as like, oh man, you know, as that's not really that important, but we don't understand that's what we were designed to do. And if we do anything otherwise, we reap that in our bodies. The Bible even says it. He says, some of y'all are falling sick, sick because y'all are taking communion unworthily, right? Yes. Uh, if you sow uh, and re- re- going around and you laying around with various people and you're not married to that person, the Bible says that's sin against your own body, and we don't really realize it, and we don't really act like it's that serious. Everybody's doing it, but no, yeah. we 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 have these." Uh, corruptible things that come out of us just living the way that everybody around us is living. And so all the Samaritans like, Hey, we just don't deal with Jews. All the Jews, like we just don't deal with Samaritans. But Like you said, Jesus said, no, no, I got to come down. (laughs) I got to tear down this wall of division so that we can then start reaping what he says in uh, the end part of Galatians six, seven, he says, but the ones who sow to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. Okay. We're not talking about hell right now. We talk about this quality of life because eternal life is not only uh, a duration of life, but it also uh, has this ideology associated with it, with the eternal one is dwelling mm-hmm. on the inside of us. And so we have eternity on the inside of us, uh, which is why we can't um, die and be thrown into the lake of fire when you're born again, because you have the eternal one on the inside of you.
1: Yeah. And, and, and even just to even throw some else at that. You look at how in John chapter 17, verse three, Jesus, uh, he, he defines it for us, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking about this eternal one living inside us. And that coincides with what he talks about there, where he says that they may know you, the one true living God and the one that you've sent, right? You've sent someone to us, Right. This experiential type knowledge that takes place as we have him living on the inside. The reason why we have these uh, uh, waters, these living waters rising up right out of our bellies, because mm-hmm. the spirit of the living God that's living on the inside. And may you, I'm I have a question just to, based off of something that you talked about. I have a question for those that are listening. Okay, because you talked about how uh the you, you you talked a little bit about growth right uh about us growing in this knowledge and growing in these different areas i want to ask this question to the listeners out there if there is no hail how 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 possible is it for us to actually grow in certain areas if If there are no consequences for our actions, can we truly grow beyond some things? Because the reason why I think that question is important, because I remember, I don't know how many years ago it was, was It's some years back. But I was talking to somebody that I was pouring into and I was like, I was like, man, you don't have to tell me what you got going on right now. Uh, I'm ready to pray whenever you are. If you want to name it, just go ahead and name it. If not, let's just pray. And so uh, I said before we pray, though, I want to share. I don't remember what it was at the time that God was like working on me. Right. He was he was dealing with me. And I was like, well, let me just share this before I start praying. And I began to tell them what God where God was trying to move me beyond. I don't know if it was a certain attitude I had towards a person or whatever it was at that time. But I was, God was trying to move me and I was like, man, God has been dealing with me and working with me and it's been hard. Hmm. And I said, after I prayed later on, when you get out the phone, pray for me in that area because that's something that God is trying to uh, move me in right now. And I was like, I said, we all have stuff that we have to move beyond. Uh, even if it's not anything serious, there are right. certain things that will cause us to be more Christ-like in the public, right? And if we if we're not willing to grow in those small areas, we're always thinking about some big area that I need to grow in where everybody will see it. But some of the times it's that small, those small things that when we grow in that in that little bitty area, it can have a big impact yeah. on those that are around you. And, and you know what this person told me? They was like, they were looking at me like, um, I can't believe you just said that. I was like, what you mean? I never thought you had anything to work on. That's what this person told me. I never thought you had anything to work I, on. I, I, I was wasn't like, gonna say it, Jay,
0: but I never thought
1: <laughs> the same. I, I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, and, and I was like, I was like, I said first and foremost, I, I'm always working on something. Amen. Like, like we think. We think it has to be this major sin, like you, you, you watching pornography every day. Soon, they, are they gone. They out of the house. You, it, it, we act like it have to be some major like that, or you cheating on your wife, or right. you uh, walking, around, or you sleeping with everybody in the church, or you. It, it don't have to be nothing big like that. It could be small things that God is trying to grow you in certain areas. That when you're out dealing with people, right. they may see Christ in you instead of seeing that other stuff, that attitude you have towards them or whatever, right. whatever it may be. That's good, but bro. Just, you know, we got to understand that look, we're able to grow in certain ways because of the grace of God.
0: That's good, bro. Um and so we need a we need a a, a recap on that Roman 7 theology, right? That in my yeah. natural man, in my natural we, We'll say flesh and we'll associate flesh with something that's dark that we can suppress. But no, that's who we are without Christ. Like bottom mm-hmm. line, I don't care how good you are. I don't care how much you feed the homeless. I don't care how much you don't drink or do drugs. I don't care how much you give all your money away to the poor, whatever. Yes. In your sinful human nature, in you, when you are left to your own devices, there dwells no good thing. Romans seven eighteen. right? In my flesh yeah. dwells nothing good. Nothing good. Uh, also, Paul said that that uh <clears throat> my 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 own righteousness is as filthy rags before God. And so for some of us who might not have done research on what filthy rags mean, it's <laughs> basically a menstrual yeah. pad that the women would wear when they were on their cycle. Think about how good and, and 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 wonderful that is if somebody brought you one of those for a present, right? And so what we can do for God, somebody dropped a nasty rag at your feet and be like listen in your in your in your in your goodness and the best that you have this is what you got this is the best you got um and i I think that's also why paul that's why we understand that's that's why we can understand paul so and he's such an important figure to the theology of what it looks like to want to follow god and serve god because he was a He was a religious dude who did everything perfectly. And he said, man, all of that was as dung like (laughs) that was that was as nothing before God. And so we need to see our brokenness. We need to see our sinfulness and we need to lead and live not bound by those things, but loving others and loving God based upon him showing us love and rescuing us from those things. So now we can now have that in our past and we can work towards those things that are still lingering in the sanctification process, which means we 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 can be more and more like Christ the more we practice our faith. That's the big word of the that's the word of the year.
1: Practice yeah. your faith. Practice. Practice your Put faith. Put it into practice. Yeah. And and you were talking about uh uh that menstrual pad or mm-hmm. cloth or whatever. In in Isaiah chapter 30 it it talks about how they were starting to try to put their trust in uh, in Egypt again. Mm-hmm. Now, you think about this. Egypt didn't have an answer when the Lord came through centuries before, but you're going to put your trust in somebody that, that couldn't help you against the one that you're supposed to be right. following. Mm-hmm. So when you get down here to verse 18, it says, Yet the Lord longs to be gracious, gracious to you. Therefore he will rise up to show you compassion for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for the Lord. Now, if you skip down to verse 20, it says, although, although the Lord gives you bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more with your own eyes. You will see them whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And here's the one. Then you will discover, then you will desecrate your idols overlaid with silver and your images covered with gold. You will throw them away like a menstrual cloth and say to them, away with you. And you think about how... They began to go off and like even some of the parts that I didn't read early on in that chapter where it talks about they were even telling the prophets to not prophesy the truth to me, but tell me smooth things. Tell it's me the stuff the thing, that I yeah. really want to hear. Right. Yeah. So don't prophesy any of this dark stuff to me. I want to hear smooth things. And so at the I want to hear about, about the Cadillac run- coming. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get a car, you're gonna get a car. <laughs> the church of Oprah. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> and, and it, and it, but it paints that beautiful picture of how God still wants to be good to them. Even in all of that. This goes to that 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 love you talked about earlier. God still wants to be good to them. And it paints the picture of like a stage play where uh, you have uh, people that are waiting in the wings that you can't see them, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's as if God has been waiting in the wings the whole time. He hasn't gone anywhere. He, you, we think he's gone when stuff gets out of control in our lives and we just we're losing our minds. But it says that you you shall see him, right? Mm-hmm. You, you you shall see God with your own eyes. And like now you're you're looking for his instructions, right? If he say go to the this way that way. It, it's amazing what takes place when we mess up and uh, repent, right? You know, yeah. change yeah. our thinking. Yeah. And we allow God's mercy and grace to come in and just show nothing but love. And it said, You shall desecrate your idols. You're going to tear them idols down. You're going to start destroying stuff. And you're going to. you know what I picture every time I read that is I picture you walking all of that stuff to the door and say, get out. And don't you ever come around here again. Start no trouble. Wow. Hit the road,
0: Jack. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more. Hit the red Charles on him. Yes, sir. But you know what was so, man, when you, you were, you were just saying a mouthful, you said a lot. Um, but when you were talking about How the prophet was uh, telling uh, They were wanting to go and find Answers in uh, uh, Egypt Man and you were talking about justice I was even thinking about culture right now You know I I could not We can't just not talk about stuff that's happening right now Um, Yeah And I'm thinking about how people are putting Their trust and The world is so divided because people Are putting their trust like you said in these Idols that a lot of people don't Realize are idols right Christians are falling prey to uh, trying to walk after those idols and all these areas that uh, so some some it's funny some issues that we're talking about with social justice right now the biggest things is the police shootings right now right uh, and so that's like kind of polarized but what we don't realize is we're all crying for justice for something that's an idol in our life and here's the thing going back to God's justice being an eventual hell we don't understand that we have hell inside of us <laughs> that's the problem we have those things that oppose god inside of us cuz hell is yes. basically separation from god right mm-hmm. and i'm not trying to be you know one of these prosperity preachers that try to flip words yeah. but what 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 i am trying to say is that um inside of us in our sinful nature which i was talking about earlier the Bible says it's at enmity with God it fights God it's extremely hostile towards God and here's the thing God is big enough and gracious enough to not send anybody to hell to not send anybody to hell and so the justice of God was paid for with Christ on the cross that's his answer I went around Robin Hood barn like I usually do but like you said, answers in Egypt, answers in these idols, answers in secular humanism, answers in this. If I just did this, if we can just vote for this candidate, if we can just do this, yeah. we can find these answers. No, the answer is in Jesus' death, redemptive death on the cross. And God is big enough that he will not send anyone to hell. If anybody were to end up into this hypothetical hell that we talk talking about in this exercise, yeah. Yeah. it's because you chose it as opposed to choosing God's solution. And so if you ever, God is big enough to say, hey, if you say, God, leave me alone, don't ever speak to me again, I don't want to deal with you up until the end of time. He's going to say, okay, I'm going to give you exactly what you want. If you don't want eternity with me, I'm not going to force you into eternity with me. Now, whether that's heaven or hell, if you just die, this is a practice that we're doing right now. But that's what God (laughs) is big enough to do. He's like, all right, well, you want to be separated from me? You want to go your own way? Go ahead. It'll hurt his heart because he wants us, but... Mm-hmm. He gonna say, "Go ahead, do your thing, boo."
1: And and what people don't understand, it, it, just to even add to something you said, uh, I heard somebody say, I don't know if it was, if it was Dallas Willard or it was Daniel Napier. One of them said this. They said, uh, "People that want to be in heaven, they'll be there. It's just that simple." Like we try to go through all of this stuff and. If you want to be there, you will be there, and we don't have to worry. One of the things that, like, because you think about somebody that you grew up with or somebody in your family died, and you're not quite sure where they were with the Lord, and you get to worry, and I heard somebody else say this too. We can trust the Lord to do the right thing. Mm. It's, it's it's that simple, because sitting around worrying about Man, I didn't go over there. I should have spent more time talking to them about the gospel. I should have did this. Yeah. I should have did that. We didn't do it when we had the opportunity. We got to just trust God going to do the right thing. If the right thing mean that they chose to not want him, that was their choice. And so I think it's very important because it's 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 very simple. Like even, even to even add to what you said, Jesus says the same thing in John chapter 3, mm-hmm. right? He says... Everybody that believe on me, right? Yeah, you ain't got to worry about nothing. But those that refuse him, you already condemn. That's the thing. We 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 have to move from condemnation. Yeah, we yeah. already condemned yeah. without him, and that's what a lot of people don't get. You are already in exactly. You're yeah. in a place of condemnation yeah. f- from the jump. We have to move b- beyond that, and so people come up with these uh, hypothetical ways of uh, human beings, and I'm going to say this, and I'm not trying to be offensive to to anybody, whether you're an atheist or whatever you are, but we have these ideas that we come up with where human beings can evolve to a point where we're just beyond sin, and so that just eliminates God out of the equation, and you have to think about what are the consequences for that. Yeah. I don't subscribe to that. I believe in the Lord, right? Yeah. But anybody that chooses to subscribe to that train of thought has to think about the consequences. So I'm, 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 I'm going to go ahead and say this. Please do so. We, <laughs> we live in a world and I'm amazed how people constantly talk about how smart we are today and how like people in the ancient world were like stupid. Like, and, and I, and I think I, I, I'm watching the world and I'm looking, and I'm like, is the stuff that I see today, is that really wisdom? Right. I'm I'm looking. I keep hearing we have evolved to this. And and then what the answer to questions today is when it's something we can't figure out, it's oh, It's a level of science that we just don't understand yet, but we'll we'll eventually we'll be able to understand it. And I'm like, so you're going to live your life. Saying that we've evolved and everybody else before us didn't really know what they was talking about. They all were stupid, but I believe Jesus was the smartest man that ever lived. Like I I believe he was the smartest man. And not only do I believe that, but history shows that he was a lot wiser than a lot of people today that are attacking Christians. And so I think we have to look at the evidence and and, and allow, uh, allow ourselves to evaluate it. We can't just continue to uh, take on worldviews that are causing a lot of havoc in our world today. The reason why we have the world we have today is because of some of these ideas, right? You talked about ideas have consequences. We've been talking about this a lot. Yeah. Reason mm-hmm. why we have the world we have today is simply because it really, I think that's really where that question, that hypothetical question kind of surfaces, right? Yeah, if yeah. there was no hell, would you still, right? Because people are posing all kind of different scenarios that takes uh, judgment and God or whatever out of the equation. Yeah. And so you have to think about this. Uh, no matter where you are in your in your walk, whether you are an atheist, whether you're com- you don't know where to be yet, you have to think about whatever worldview you take on. What are the consequences of believing this and what is, has been the consequences of people that have been believing this already?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. <clears throat> and it also shows, I, mean, I, I was talking about this with uh, somebody not too long ago, I think it was Albert, and we were talking about, are people today really any better than the people in the days of Noah?
1: No. <laughs> oh, wow. No. No, sir.
0: No, but like you said, we, we we count, oh, they were stupid back then. They thought this, or they thought this. Well, that's a very arrogant statement because all the wisdom of today not all the wisdom, I, I take that back because somebody gonna splice my words. But yeah, the wisdom yeah. of today in a lot of instances is built on the past person discovering things, right? Yes. And so y- how you gonna take credit for, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> being able to program a computer if it wasn't a dude who thought of the computer before you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm just so smart because I can program all these different languages or I can build a carburetor. Well, what about the dude who thought of a car when there was no car? <laughs> <laughs> and it just keeps going back right the wheel the the you know the the first yes sir plow sharing hook when they first start farming like you just yeah. said, wake up one day and say man i'm gonna make i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna make a marijuana plant no somebody had to, <laughs> you know
1: somebody from, was already on that
0: somebody was out there probably threw through a stick in the bushes it had some fire yeah. on it and they start getting woo that plant right there man that <laughs> that got a little kick to it, you know, Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, like you can't take credit for things like that. And that's what I that's why I I. I, I laugh at culture sometimes because no culture and people are like that's my culture. That's your culture. Like no culture is a monolith. We all build upon what other people have done before us. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, like you said, Jesus is the smartest man to ever live because uh, he was about the father's business and then you yes, know sir. his divinity and his uh humanity didn't mix i don't understand it but it didn't mix um but yeah ain't nobody been been like jesus though like until you have some wisdom like jesus you need to sit down yeah. somewhere
1: and one of the things i keep pointing a lot of people to right is one of the things you just clear about jesus compared to anybody else that has ever walked the earth he understands the human condition better than anybody, right? When you look at him, he always, throughout the gospel messages, he addresses the heart, right? He he gets to the heart of the person. Even with the woman at the well. Yeah. Right? At the woman at the well, after after he talks about this living water, he kinda he kind of pushes the envelope. He piques her interest at first, right? By talking to her and, you know, making her feel a little more comfortable, breaking down some of these barriers that are up. But then he says, "Go get your husband and come back, right?" It's let's really get to the heart of what's going on in your life. You, she says, "Give me this water, so I don't ever have to come back here and get water again." Okay, you want that water? You want to have a better understanding what that's going to look like? Well, go get your husband and come back. Well, I don't have a husband. He's right. You were right when you said that. Mm-hmm. You have actually had five, and the one you're with right now is not your husband. So he went straight to her heart, right? But then he allowed her because she wasn't ready yet for her to change the subject. She said, Well, sir, I perceive that you are prophet. And so why do you Jews say that we ought to worship over there? Right. She kind of she kind of veered off course. Yeah. But Jesus allowed her. He said, Look, I'm gonna show you what it is. You think you're ready for it? You really think you know who I am? But let me show you something. And that's 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 very important that we understand that he understands the human condition better than anything. I don't go around telling and you don't go around telling people uh, that you need to follow Jesus because, oh, yeah, he did some great things. No, Jesus understands the human condition better than anybody. I don't care what new type of things people are coming up with, but the human condition is messed up and it needs to be saved, not just saved from the judgment of hell, but it needs to be saved and to be able to overpower sin. And so let me read this real quick, because this is something that you brought up. You said about the days of Noah. Now, this is something that I've been kind of thinking about more and more recently in Genesis six, verse five. And this is the NIV. It says the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth and that every every inclination of the thoughts and of the human heart was only evil all the time. All the time. <laughs> and I'm just going to be honest, man. When I read that, that's exactly what I see today. Yeah. All right. Uh, Judges talks about uh, that. Everybody was like a king in their own sight. They just did whatever they want to do. Like, that's what we are right now in our society. Like, people don't want to admit it. Uh, and I'm not talking about just here in the U.S. I'm talking about the world. world. Everybody is all about doing what they want to do. We ch- Truth doesn't matter. All of these different things. And I, I think some people buy into this idea. It re- well, really, I've looked up some stuff. People really have bought into the idea that there's no hell. And so if you if you live with that idea that there's no consequences and you just live in the way of whatever way you feel like you just want to live. Yeah. You see the fruit of that in many people's lives today.
0: Yeah, you know, you, you you just you just you just talked about people explaining away hell. What's funny is people tend to explain away away hell based upon their own understanding of the universe. It's never there is no yeah. hell because uh, I know God, and God wouldn't yeah. do that. Right? No, it's it. There is no hell, because I don't believe that if God was really loving. Well, have you ex? Have you explored God's love? Have you looked at what Jesus did on the cross? Have you evaluated these things? Yeah, I just, I, I, I just don't think God would do that. Have you? Do you believe what's in the text? No, I don't believe what is in the text. So what do you believe? Well, wow. I believe this, this, yeah. and this, and that. Wow. <laughs> and you're a Christian, right? Yeah. But you don't believe what's in the text. No, I don't trust men. Going back right to what you were saying. We've yes. taken uh, uh, the whole notion of authoritative figures and God ordaining authority and God being able to move uh, in the earth through humans. Uh, we've taken that off the books and everybody's on an equal playing field. Uh, you might be a pastor and, 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 and I ain't never read the Bible before but I know more about the Bible than you. How how, how, how do we get there? Not to say that all pastors (laughs) are good, but how do you even get there? And one thing that really strikes me um, about the last statement that you were saying is basically humanity is broken and we have access to God. Like we literally have relational access to God. And we need to live our lives like we have relational yes. access to God. Yes. And the only way we can really understand truly about that relational access is to get in his word. This is inerrant. Like you said, this is his word. It, 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 it's, it It's inspired. We have to get in this and understand what he's actually saying about certain situations. Most importantly, what he's saying about me, what he's saying about himself, what I need to do. With my life in order to align my life with that of a person who practices a faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, I was talking about it this weekend where uh, what um, they were talking about, um, let your uh, let your reasonableness be yes known by men that word reasonable is reasonable no i couldn't say it this weekend either
1: <laughs>
0: it's translated gentleness a lot but uh mm-hmm. uh william barclay was talking about how that word actually has this this um this concept associated with it where when you're dealing with life situation you know when to extend grace and when to seek justice that's something that's mm. a characteristic of a god and so he uses this example of a kid uh, he uses example of a teacher and there's these two kids and one uh, gets an 80 on a test. But, you know, that kid is well fed, got two parents at home, X, Y, Z. Right. And then you got this other kid who gets a 50 on a test. And this kid who gets a 50 on a test, you know, he don't always have a good meal. He doesn't have a real f- strong family structure at home. And so when he shows up to school, is you just glad he had school and he got a 50. But that was the best that he can do. And so extending grace to the kid that did all that he could And have all these circumstances and situations in his life to get better. And then the other one who's just kind of coasting through. Right. And the notion is for me as believers, we need to be able to extend that reasonableness to say, hey, you're a believer. You've been a Christian for 15 years. I expect for you to be a certain place in your walk right now. I expect you to be growing and maturing. This baby over here ain't never le- ain't never learned about Jesus, don't know nothing about Jesus. Yeah. And if we don't live our lives in a way that we show him uh, uh, the grace to know Jesus and you the love to disciple you to get better in your walk, then we are perpetuating something that um, the world will look at us and not be able to see the reflection of Christ in us because we're too busy trying to be relevant,
1: <laughs> trying yeah. to be
0: like them, trying to introduce their ideologies and thoughts into what we believe so that we don't offend them. Um, and so we're really in a, in, in a sad place in the world, bro, where culture really does um, speak louder than faith right now. It really does. I see so many yeah. believers who who hear so much about culture right now And not faith. And people who are also parroting uh, God's justice, which, again, we're going right back to what we're talking about uh, with hell. They're parroting what God's justice is not based upon this, not based upon how they've been discipled, not based upon the tenets of the Christian faith, but God's justice based upon what the world is saying about justice. And I said it this weekend, too. I said, man, it's a scary thing for Christians to be saying the exact same thing that the world is saying.
1: It is. That's scary. And you, and you know what else you, you think about? So you're talking about justice. It's amazing that the scripture, the two, two important things that we're told. We're told to go and make disciples. Yes, sir. And then we're also told we have a ministry of reconciliation. Right. And we're more preoccupied with being right about how we feel about things than to, uh, uh, you're talking about that reasonableness, right? It's in this situation, what's going to benefit this person more right now? What's what's going to cause this person to see that the same God that has redeemed my life wants to redeem their life as well? What can I do right now? How should I handle this situation? Should I handle the situation like everybody else is doing it? Mm-hmm. Or should I extend mercy and grace right now to this person just so that they can know that Jesus the Christ loves them too. And so I've been thinking a lot about that. I've been thinking about how I see how people handle stuff out uh, in society right now, uh, based off of whatever the issues are, whether it's the police brutality, whether it's the, uh, the political climate that's really coming on strong right now. And I look at how a lot of people are just handling things based off of when we talked about this before, we just got that herd mentality, just doing what everybody else is doing. But as believers, I think sometimes we don't believe that God is creative enough to Hmm. give us creative ideas on how to handle certain things that are going on in our communities. Like it's, I think if we, if we can't learn to show them like, Hey, God wants to reconcile you too. Even though you're do- you've done some things that I don't agree with, but God wants to reconcile you too. But if I'm acting just like the world and all I'm doing is yelling and shouting at people and to go back to episode one, anything you can do with anger, you can do much better without it. Yeah. But if I'm only operating in anger and I'm so frustrated, and yes, when you see something wrong, you should be frustrated about it. You should be angry about it. But are you going to continue in your anger and allow yourself to get out of character? Or are you going to say, I think it's more important of who I am in Christ Jesus right now than uh, expressing myself in that way? Yeah. And so um, it's, it's hard and you have to be willing. That's the key thing. You have to be willing. Uh, when Christ says you got to die daily and pick up your cross, you have to be willing to put yourself out to the side. That's one That's one of the main yeah. reasons why I've been reflecting, reflecting on a lot of stuff that was happening when I was in prison, because I look at it and I'm like, man, I remember being put in this situation where I had to make a stand with other people. I saw they were scared. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I, I, people that I knew from when I was in the streets, they would come to me and now they're in there, they were like, oh, yeah, it's going down now. And I'm like, no, it's not going down. I'm 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 in a whole new path yeah. right now. And a lot of people I saw they didn't have the courage to tell people that they've been knowing for years. These are people I grew up with, went to school with, people I was in the streets with. We may have even done some dirt together. But they were scared to say Hey, man, look, I'm doing something different now. And I think that's where it is with a lot of believers in the midst of racial situations, in the midst of political situations. We don't have the courage to say, hey, man, I'm angry about that, too, but I'm not going to act like everybody else is acting. Guess what? There's a different way that we can handle than what the than the way that they're handling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you. And and as you were saying that when you said the racial things and all the other things, man, uh, this is this is gonna be off topic but i I, when you said that i was thinking the same thing in that we still are packing our ideologies and our identity together and that's not what we should be doing yes our identity as believers is found in christ it's not in I'm black. I'm white. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I I I I'm Asian. I I come from the, the 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 continent of Africa. Like none of that stuff is our identity anymore. And 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 the Scripture is clear about that. Uh, that ethnicity and race is a construct made by man. And God doesn't look at us and go, "Oh well, Jay's black. He's white." They need to do something before they can even come together because they like there's another step that needs to be taken in order for them to come together and uh, uh uh do the right thing. And we need to be in a place where we can say and be ready to be canceled again for the race stuff, for the political stuff, all the stuff that's going on. Jumping into the next episode. I'm sorry, but we're <laughs> ready to be. We're yes, ready sir. to be. Listen, go ahead and do it because they did it to Jesus and my identity is found in him and willing to stand and say you know what no the gospel informs this the gospel absolutely informs this and i'm not following the crowd i'm not going to do it yes sir i'm not going to uh seek justice above uh, uh seek justice through partiality because i want justice just because this person reminds me of this or this person i i i i I have an affinity towards this, right? And so, what we're doing right now, we're picking the thing that's most important to us, and we're just going full steam of And when God has called us to be gentle and have a reasonableness about ourselves in all situations, you see somebody—if yes, you see somebody shoplifting and they and they get caught, ah, that's what they get. Now, you, man, I wonder why that person felt like they need to. Steal groceries, or you know what I mean. Like you, like you, you you uh-huh. don't jump to a judgment. You don't do those things. Uh, or if you see somebody who pulls the trigger and kills somebody, you don't go, "Wow, I just I, I know what that motivation was." You don't know. You you don't know. You don't have all. And now we can be sad for both parties. We can really be sad for both parties. But you don't know what led up to that situation, right? And so my thing is collecting data, collecting information, yes, and Saying, you know, based upon what I know, I'm going to pray. I'm going to say what I feel like is right at the moment in the right time. And sometimes I ain't going to even say nothing um, because life is too short, man, for us to be going around um, and just being caught up in the emotions that the world gets caught up in so often. Sometimes as believers, we just need to shut our mouth. Yep. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say. Well, what, what what uh, what Marshawn? You let know you say? I'm just here because I don't want to get fined. <laughs> that's all it is to it. I'm just here because I don't want to get fined.
1: But you're right, man. We got
0: we we got to be willing to put Christ above all these other things, man. Like you say, the dudes are you. That's my boy, man. I I gotta ride for him. Now nah, I'm doing something different now, man. Like I can't, and I think it comes out of fear. It really does come out Mm -hmm. out of fear, like I'm going to lose a part of who I am if I don't do that. Well, you might lose more than a part of who you are if you do do it. Yeah, and so I just got to follow
1: Christ, and and it hurts in your soul, man. That's what that's what people don't understand, man. Like if if we believe that no matter what, and this go back to the question: if there was no hell, would you still follow Christ? If you're if you're following Him because you understand that he understands human, the human condition better than anybody. He understands how to get us to a place with the Father, and uh, he understands how we should be living better than anybody else. Those are the things you ought to be seeking. And so uh, Daniel Napier talks about um, one of the things you have to do is you got to begin to start doing things with your body. Mm. Um And so let me give you an example of what I mean by that. So like if you really believe Jesus is who He say he is and he 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 understands the human condition better than anybody, start acting like it, start living like it. And so let me give you another example, Um, even with some of the stuff I was just talking about when I was in prison. I remember just thinking about, you know, my time with gangs and different things like that. Um, When you see you see your fellow gang member whatever y'all gang sign is, you jump right into it, right? Your body is showing. I'm glad it's good to see you. And we're going to do our shake based off of how good it is to see you, right? We represent in front of everybody. And when I began to come to Christ, people was trying to give me the same shakes. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't do that no more. But it's good to see you, man. You're looking good, man. You need to stop doing what you're doing, But it's good to see you. And they was like, what you mean you ain't doing that no more? I'm like, I'm not doing that no more. I'm not banging no more. Man, I'm on something else right now. And like people, a lot of times we don't go back and just let people know. You have to establish that early on. You have to let people know, like, this is what I'm doing now. Whether you like it or not, this is what I'm doing. But we go into situations and we kind of scared and like, yeah, man, let me go ahead. I'll just go ahead and do this shake with you one more time. No, I'm not going to do a shake with you. I'm not going to get a I don't shake with that. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do none of that stuff that we used to do together. But can we sit down, have a conversation, yeah. talk about our families, yeah. talk about our kids, all of these different things and catch up? We can do all of that but all the stuff that associated me with that other stuff my identity was in that stuff before yeah. my identity ain't in those things anymore or, or uh for you english majors my identity is not in those things anymore <laughs> and, <laughs> and so and so yeah man it's, it's and i think that kind of leads into the to to the next episode
0: yeah man and i i'm 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 just going i'm just going to hit you with this bro I think I I I, I didn't think it's fully about this until this these last couple of months when you start talking about standing for truth and all this kind of stuff at all costs. I said, yeah. Jay, don't be saying stuff that I'm sensing, man. Stop. <laughs> but it's something different, man. And I got to be honest, man, it's something different when you are in a community like our community and you are be, you are friends with believers who are walking with God from all different walks of life. When mm-hmm. you start hearing stuff, you be, you start to go, no, 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 we we can't do that. We can't yeah. do that. And so for me, pastor in, in, in this environment, man, uh, I'm starting to really see the importance of that. The early church, they were coming out of all these different ideologies, thoughts, walks of life. And Paul wasn't playing no games with nobody. He like, like, no. it was like when they got baptized, it was like, it was like, like you use a gang analogy. You know what you're getting jumped into. Yeah. Yeah. So when you got <laughs> dipped and when you came back up, that baptizo, you came yeah. up representing Christ. <laughs> and, and it was a public declaration. It was like, no, I'm, 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 getting put on, basically. A lot of folks will get canceled in this hour about standing, yeah. standing. We, we got to bring it back before we close it down. Standing <laughs> on the doctrine of hell.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Standing on the doctrine of you need to be a disciple now in this hour. You, it, no, yes. no more marginal Christianity. You just can't walk yeah. the way you want to walk. Folks is finna start getting canceled, bro Like folks have been start like leaving yeah. churches And all this kind of stuff, man Because we have to stand out, bro Like if nothing else that this pandemic Has brought to my attention How quickly the world can shift From one thought process Like literally, bro Think about Think about in The end or the beginning Think about January of 2020 mm-hmm. If someone told you Across the nation They're gonna start talking about Defunding the police you would've been like, nah, bro, ain't nobody finna, <laughs> nah, yeah. All these cities are gonna be on fire, and people are gonna start like people, more people are gonna get killed this year through peaceful protests. What starts out as peaceful protest, then the whole year before was like, you'd be like, nah, bro, like, mm-hmm. and then the sentiment of everybody, like we talked about it in another episode, everybody was talking about don't kneel are now gonna be kneeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would be yeah. like, what? Yeah. What did do that at? Like, yeah. it just shifted. Thoughts just shifted. It was almost like something happened in the spirit,
1: yeah. Realm That just was like, whoa! Like, how do we get here? Twilight Zone. Yeah. How do we get here? <laughs> and so, man, <laughs> yeah, it, it's got
0: me thinking, man. Like, and it's going to flip even worse. And here's the thing: Christians are next. Oh yeah. Don't think that you're going to be sitting up here just kind of yeah, ah, and then so they start. Like we can see right now, again, this political Ooh. thing. With the uh, Supreme Court. I'm going to say that for the next episode. Hey. uh, All right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
1: save it then. Let's save it. (laughs) Let's save it. We're going to go all the way in on this next one. This next
0: one. It's going to be a four hour. It's going to be
1: five parts.
0: (laughs) But man, you got any closing thoughts on the reality of hell? If there was no hell, would you still serve? I think we, we... we touched on some stuff. We can actually do it. Man, we can do so we, we can talk about this and if y'all ain't knows right now, me and Jay have a topic, but we'll talk about whatever we wanna talk about.
1: <laughs> it's our podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah. We'll start out on hell, we'll jump onto something else and we jump right back to hell. Now how you like that?
1: <laughs> Last thing I'ma say about it, this thing about hell. I want, I want people to understand how important their concept of hell is the, really our concept on a lot of things that's very important to how we see it, how we look at it, how we're going to behave. If you know if hell is the most important thing in in your life when it comes to following Christ, then you're going to live a certain way. Yeah. but if bringing other people in, gathering the harvest, looking more and more like Jesus, looking in the mirror and saying, oh, man, I got to do better. If that's important to you, if that's the most important thing, you're going to you're gonna live a different way. So I would just say examine your concept of hell. Is it the most important thing? Is it the most important thing for you? Do I just need to make sure I go to heaven or do I need to make sure I look like Jesus right now? So by the time I get there, I can burn, I can, I can, I can play a part in bringing some other people that way because we get so caught up. I've I been listening some people really be thinking that. Yeah. I saved a hundred thousand people. Now you ain't saved. You haven't saved. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm for my English majors. You, have you haven't not. saved anybody. <laughs> you have not saved anybody, but we play a part in what God is doing, right? We're partnering up with him and his project in the world And so I would say just examine your heart and see is hell the most important thing, avoiding hell or is Christ following him wherever he leads me uh, looking more, more like him and less and less like myself daily. I say we ought to just examine our lives.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff, man. And I'll just drop this one word, this, this one sentence lever. The motivation for you being in the relationship will determine how you're in the relationship.
1: yes sir ain't nothing else to say about that (laughs) we just gotta hit him with we just just gotta ask him a question before we go Jay (laughs) tell me what the Bible says (laughs) yes sir yes sir